Coming to North Carolina to my left is Kristen. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing great. Awesome. I'm so uh, happy we're having warm weather. Everyone's got spring fever. Well, you know, I, I tell you, it was not easy for me to leave Florida, but we finally did it. And I'm so happy that it's finally warming up. I guess you guys have been getting a lot of rain here. And I definitely want to appreciate that you came down last week when we did last week's show, got to hijack your Wi-Fi. I hope you enjoyed the warm weather while it lasted down there. So anyways, uh, again, thank you for joining us. And we're just going to let the visitors, followers, subscribers, viewers, they're going to start coming in. Um, again, we are live right now, Friday afternoon. Uh, my name is Matt. And to my left, or is it to my right? I can't remember which one you are. Technically, it doesn't really matter. Is Kristen. And we're going to start off as we have now traditionally is bring in Mackenzie. Are we ready for Mackenzie's top three questions of the week? Yes, we're ready, Matt. Yeah, we are. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> let me click on this button. And, well, we got Ingrid in the green room, so I screwed that up already. So let me uh, – how the hell did I do this? <laughs> um, hmm. Well, hi, Ingrid. How are you? She's like, what? Okay, can't really hear you, but that's okay because you got notice where Ingrid's microphone is. These are all the fun things we got to get through. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're all the way up there, Matt. Now, there is a major announcement. Oh, yeah. yeah, someone got an iPhone. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> Who would get that? <laughs> all yeah. right, well, we got the screens all messed up, so I'm going to try to get Ingrid out of here. Ingrid, I may have to just get rid of you like this for right now. You may have to log back in. And Kristen, why are you down there? All right, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna hide you for a second. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fine. Please do. I mean, I feel a little weird. You're in front of me. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, sorry about that, guys. Mackenzie, how you doing today? Happy Friday. Good. <laughs> uh, that's good for a laugh, for sure. All right, guys, everyone out there, if you guys can please uh, do a quick audio check for our listeners, followers out there, please let me know and make sure you can you can hear us okay. And I noticed my fade on my, not my haircut, I am due for a haircut, is a little off. There we go. See that? Wow. It's like magic. All right, Mackenzie, um, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Top three questions from this week. Go right ahead. Um, I actually just got off the phone a little bit ago. What's happening behind me? Sorry. Um, it's lunchtime. So I took a call from a lady who is moving to Florida, and she brought up a great question, um, which was, how do I prevent black snakes, and what do I do if I have them? I don't have that much time to answer that question right now. How do we prevent black snakes Ingrid if you're still listening right now please make sure you make a note that we, we need to do what I've been dying for we need to do how do we deal with pass around the chicken coop an entire show on that um, how to prevent black snakes alright so I'm going to go at it real quick and I want everyone to know one I have 15 years as an exterminator I was that nerdy bug guy so I love talking about 
pests. Um, and since I was a child, I've had reptiles. My father's probably just shaking his head right now going, oh, God, did he? My dad went, didn't talk to me for a week one time. I brought home an iguana. And then I had to go to work, and the guys that worked for him were like, will you stop pissing your father off? <laughs> Anyways, so I have a lot of experience experience with snakes, uh, raising them, breeding them, and keeping them. So when it comes to the chicken coop, there's here's what you got to remember. One of the, and, and this goes right into why we do one of the things we do with our chicken coops, and that is all the hardware cloth is a half inch by half inch opening. And you want to make sure that when a snake is coming to your chicken coop, they're not going after your chickens, they're going after your eggs. And what you need to know about snakes is they can only eat one and a half times one and a half times the size of the thickest part of their body. Okay, um, and I know definitely in the southeast, black snakes are everywhere. They're very notorious. There's a lot of snake pressure. So they can, if they are big enough to eat your eggs, then they're a problem. But they are too big to fit into an opening like half inch by half inch. So with that said, I would have to say for your average egg sizes, when you're building a chicken coop, don't have an opening any bigger than half inch by half inch. That's really the rule of thumb. And... If the smaller juvenile snakes can get in, that's free chicken food. Uh, here's where I always, when, especially when I'm doing videos, I'm like, Ingrid, cue the video. She got a great video recently of one of the chickens, you know, they're chasing around a baby snake. I know that might sound cruel. Trust me. It, you know, it is what it is. That is nature at its best. Um, uh, yeah, and, and Ingrid's mentioned down in the comments, some snakes are good. That is very true. And the black snakes are good. Uh, but here's the most important thing, and this is snakes in general. Don't give them an area to live and that's really pests in general but especially snakes and we can talk about that hopefully in another show all right what else you got i have another pest question actually um how do i keep termites from destroying my coop i don't have time for these questions right now i need i, I need way more time i'm sorry <laughs> no great great question especially when it comes to termites because here it is in a nutshell, and I, I just don't have time to explain it, but here's another advantage of our chicken coops is all the framing, all the wood that termites eat, and it's from them eating that is causes the destruction, all the wood is exposed, okay? Here's what happens with termites in a home. They are actually, most of them, and okay, I'm not referring to dry wood termites right now. If I have any termite experts out there, listen, I'm referring to the most common, thank you, subtraining termites. They live down in the soil and they have no eyes, okay? They're, they're in the dark um, and they're actually very soft bodied. So they have to protect themselves when they are coming into the building structure. So they have to build those mud tubes and that's their highway, if you will, to get to the wood. Here's what happens in homes especially in the south because there's no basements or crawl spaces, they can hide really well their activity and then they go inside the walls. And on the outside of your walls or your drywall and your paints, you don't see it happening. When it comes to termites on your chicken coop, if you weren't paying attention, they could eventually, yeah, it's, it's wood, it's their food source, but always keep an eye out for those mud tubes and you will see them way sooner you'll see them quick enough that you will prevent any damage from happening so hopefully <laughs> that makes sense in a nutshell better than i answered this for sure um which brings me to my last question does my roofing color make a difference and that's a question we get all the time all the time yeah it makes a difference if you like it or not so here, I know what they're getting at. You know, you know, you look at the, the the logo behind us. Very well, actually, the coop in general. You know, white coop and black roof, black hardware. Here's the thing about our chicken coops. Number one, 
size is so important when it comes to chicken coops. And there's many reasons why sizes are so important. And when we're talking about the roofing color, because we use all metal roofing, it reflects the heat really well. We call it TSR, total solar reflectance. And it's all about keeping your hens cool. But because our coops are so big, have tons of ventilation, you have what I call room for error. And you can absolutely get away with, I don't care where you are really on this planet, with, and you know, you could say worst case scenario, a black roof, which is known to absorb the heat out in full sun and hot climates because our coops with tons of ventilation, it doesn't trap the heat, doesn't continue to build up like you'll see with other structures. Uh, but because it is metal, yeah, it's gonna be warm to the touch, but you would not believe the difference because it is reflecting most of it back into the atmosphere, back into the sky versus asphalt shingles, for example. So um, when I tell people, please get the color you want, it's just like buying a car. You might have found your favorite sports car and you wanted it red, but it's only coming in black. It might drive the same, feel the same, but the color of that roofing is so very important in my opinion. So don't skimp on that. Pick what you love. What is it? And I should know this after being here for two years, but is it total solar reflectance, TSR that you yep. talk about in some other videos? Yep. Total solar reflectance is the general term given to, um, the, when it comes to metal and metal roofing, reflecting it back into the sky. It, it's amazing when you really get into those numbers, how effective it is. All right, so now, Mackenzie, I'm going to ask you to do something real quick. What's that? Uh-oh, am I losing her? Okay. Come back to me. You with me? You with me? Check, check. Can you? Are you on your phone right now? Yeah, it's my phone. All right, do me a favor. Go grab, I hope it's over on the table, go grab the box with the rope wrap roost bar. I want to show everyone what we've been working on behind the scenes a little bit. Is it there? See, I, I threw her a curveball. I do that intentionally. I always love to see how people respond. Um, I wanted to show everyone out there how awesome some things that we're working on. And we are working a lot on our artwork and packaging so that we can... Uh, we're losing Mackenzie. What, what's going on? Is it not there? Christy stole it. <laughs> it's out in the shop. Uh, okay, never mind then. I just thought I just wanted to show everyone. It's amazing how much work goes into having the perfect packaging. And Mackenzie just showed me a uh, picture of the roost bar wrapped inside the box. And then pretty soon, all the art's going to be printed on the box. It's going to look really, really sharp. And that is going to help us get to the next level, getting a lot of our accessories in box stores, Amazon, all those places. So, all right, Mackenzie. Well, thank you so much. Great job as always. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. All right, I will be here. Thanks for having me, Matt. See you guys. <laughs> See ya. All right, so I'm going to bounce back to our main screen. I'm going to bring Kristen back in here. I unfortunately patient. Hey, Kristen, how you doing? Uh, unmute yourself. I think you're still muted. All right, yep, check, check, one, I two. There you are. I talk over her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, today, as promised... It is peak chick season, as Kristen told me this morning. And I did a video earlier this, earlier this week where I wanted to show people a little bit about our website because it, I'm very proud of our website. I love it. I know we get a lot of compliments, but what we forget, because we're in front of it all the time, we talk about coops all the time, it can be a little bit overwhelming. you know. And so I tried to explain how to figure out what coop is best for you. And as soon as I jumped into that video, it dawned on me. I was like, before the coop, we got to talk about something more important. And that is how many chickens and what kind and that's what we're going to talk yeah. about today right Kristen? that's right 
Awesome. And this is definitely one of my favorite subjects. I know it's definitely Kristen's. So what I want to do, we're going to go right over to here. We're going to share the screen. I'm going to shrink um, right there. We're going to shrink Kristen down a little bit. Uh, I promise you she's really not that small. Does that look right? Can you see it, Kristen? Are you happy with that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> All right, great. guys. So what I wanted to do is I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna pick Kristen's brain because she explains things way better than I do. So here we are. We're over at carolinacoops.com. So before we come here to pick out a chicken coop, we must figure out how many chickens to get. So Kristen, and I've heard you say this so many times, it's really the first thing we always talk about with people is how many chickens. So if I was to ask you, I'm new to getting chickens, how many should I get? What is What would you tell us? Well, I, for a generally, it, for a family, a backyard flock, I like to start with six. Okay, so when you say family, let's look at a nice chicken butt right here. We're over on our Instagram. Uh, if you guys are not following us on Instagram, please go do so. We're so close to that 10,000 mark. Um, so an average family, you said a family of four? I didn't say, but I know you didn't. Just generally speaking, um, if you want backyard chickens to produce eggs for you or your family, uh, I would say like four to eight for an average size family, and that's why I chose six because, and then the number that that leaves you room to grow. So it gives you plenty of eggs that first year, the second year, and then room to grow absolutely so those are the key things i know we need to hit on is you know we can pick a number but we i want to talk about why why that number so and i would have to say most of our customers you know they're getting hens for the backyard we're not talking about factory farming we're not talking about uh even an organic farm on a homestead to sell eggs we're talking about the most common situation for our coops in the backyard and i agree i think six is a great number now I'm going to follow up then. So why let, let's let's pick on number six because that is probably the most common people do end up getting. Why are we going to start with six chickens? And that number is padded, just a little, <laughs> <laughs> and not because of chicken math, but because when you're buying chicks or you're getting chickens, something may happen. You may end up with a rooster. You may have an unfortunate death things you might lose one to a predator this it an accident maybe a uh, a neighbor's dog comes and you didn't you don't realize it you know maybe it's your your own family dog yeah things things do happen i don't want to go into how many no <laughs> all so, the different ways you can accidentally lose a chicken but but it is very true oh, it that, can definitely it can definitely happen <laughs> So now let me ask you that. So yeah, let's say so, we're, we're going to start with six chickens. How many eggs is that going to give me? What a lot of people in the beginning don't realize is eggs are seasonal and it varies during the year. Um, spring is the peak season. Um, sometimes we see a slight decline in the summer if they're stressed from heat um, depending on when they were born they may lay through their first winter and, um, and 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 again it's not the cold weather winter it's the 
the length of the day that determine that break that they take to molt in the in the winter right so that reminds me of a question we get a lot is when is the best time to get chickens baby chicks in this case right right now right now <laughs> right now or, go out and get or, them right now right now it, and and uh <laughs> this really just hit me yesterday I'm, I'm a little late i've been saying chick season's coming chick season's coming but i haven't started up my incubator yet i haven't even tempted myself by going to the farm store where they have baby chicks but i'm starting to hear my friends say oh i got i got chicks i'm starting to see them on like instagram and um yeah i i i all right I'm so really, it, having a really hard time sitting here right now not running out to the store to get chicks and right. I don't need any more chicken. Right. So, it, you know, it is chick season. And I often hear you say to people, this is just when nature intended it. And it just makes sense. It's starting to get warm out. This is when you have the chance for reproduction to, uh, or you have the chance for survival of the babies to happen. It's right. warmer. Uh, all the other food sources are becoming more and more abundant. And I yeah, also wanted really to they have enough. Yeah. Sorry. They, they have enough time to, if they're hatched now, they have enough time to fully develop before the the days start getting shorter and then they you know food consumption their growth rate also slows as the days start getting shorter they don't have as much daylight to grow effectively right if so, they were hatched later so to that point and i've seen you do this a million times doesn't mean if you get baby chicks in the fall that it's a no-no right it, it's just because you're going against nature it's not ideal but uh yeah i it's fine yeah you do it all the time yeah. <laughs> i've seen you you know you manipulate it right i mean you, you make it very 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 successful especially with the brooder um okay so it's chick season we're gonna say okay six chickens now we often hear chicken math can you tell us what is your definition of chicken math well it's something that you can't help <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's your intent, your good intentions to have, let's say six chickens and, um, you, you, you go to the farm store in the spring and you see some more that you might like, or you go have a friend or you see one online. Oh, and I have to have that breed or maybe, uh, someone drops off a chicken in the middle of the night in your chicken coop in a misunderstanding, you know, that you, you <laughs> thought you, you. You said you wanted a chicken, and someone said, oh, well, I'll give you one. Um, just, you know, whatever. It's it's just the, you, you just love the chicken so much that you want more. Absolutely. So chicken math, everyone, if you're brand new and getting chickens, you're thinking about getting chickens or, you know, whatever, leave room when we get into the talking about the coop construction, leave room to grow your flock. Because of chicken math, what would be the second reason to think about when we're constructing our coop, buying a chicken coop, you know, uh, our most common size that we need to think about is our four by six hen house. And there's two six foot roost bars. So with the one foot rule, you can easily fit 12 hens in there. But I always tell people not to max it out. What would be one of the number one reasons not to max it out? Knowing that we're going to grow our flock, um, you got chicken math. What would be another reason that you may have to add chickens down the road? Well, I like to stagger their egg production. So I, every year I'll get a few chicks for my permanent flock. So I'll have eggs through the winter because I don't use a light in the coop. But that's one 
big reason is you're going to have your first flock age out at a certain point and their egg production is going to decline. And we all love, we get addicted, we are, we grow to appreciate these backyard eggs. They are so different than what you buy in the store. And they're such a gift that, you know, when they stop laying as much, you really do miss the eggs. So having enough room to grow, not only the breeds that you want, but to have that staggered egg production, I think is important. Absolutely. You know, and this is just reminding me, there is so much to talk about. So another question with adding chickens. I know we're, I promise you, we're going to get into the breeds and, and all the th certain things, but these are just things I want to plant the seeds of things to think about before we get into talking about breeds. And one of my favorite things that I know you've taught me is, and I've seen you do it over and over, and we have so many customers that do it now, but we all heard the horror stories. Okay, all right, so I'm going to leave room in my hen house to grow my flock, but I've heard because of the pecking order, you bring in more hens that they're going to fight. And I've heard you talk about, and I'd love for you to kind of dive into that. What is the best way to make sure you can introduce new hens into your existing flock with no problems? Well, my favorite way is to use a broody hen. The short answer is to have plenty of room. I've noticed that when I free range, introducing new chickens is pretty easy. I mean, they have so much room. I've got acreage, so they, they really don't have any issues whatsoever. But my favorite way is to use a broody hen. When I have a hen go broody, I mean, I am just hoping that I get a broody hen earlier than later right now, because that means that I don't have to raise these chickens inside. Um, the broody hen raises your baby chicks and they inherit her place in the pecking order and she protects them with her life. I've seen broody hen, I've seen hen, mother hens fight off a fox before or a dog. Um, it is just really amazing their protective nature. So the best way to add chicks, I believe, is the broody hen. Right. So real quick, I know, again, man, here's where we got to remember so many people are brand new to this. I know a lot of people are going, well, what does broody mean? It's the hormonal state. It's the mothering state where they want to have babies. So they'll start uh, sitting on their eggs or stealing eggs from the adjacent nest or a golf ball or a rock. I mean, they, they can go pretty crazy. And this is where I will say that having certain breeds that go broody can be a very good thing in your flocks. So you've seen, you've heard me say many times, if you're going to get six chickens, throw in at least one broody breed. Absolutely. One to two. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do more than two because so, they do. So let's talk about broody breed. Cause here's another thing I never knew until I heard you talking about this, that they're actually trying to breed out the broodiness and standard hens, right? That's right. And the reason why is a broody hen takes her maternity leave. She stops, stops laying eggs in order to hatch them. So even if you don't want her to hatch eggs, she's still on maternity leave. And they stop laying eggs for the amount of time that it takes to, to hatch eggs, which is three weeks, and about seven weeks to raise the chicks to the age in which they're 
you know, a, a able to survive on their own. And so of course, and, and it's comical watching. Actually, Go ahead. It's longer than what we get in the United States, actually. <laughs> well, I've always seen where it's very comical when those teenagers are trying to, you know, they're sticking around mama, mama hen. She's like, okay, get away from me. It's time to, time right. to go. Um, all right. Yeah. So, and I would love to, you know, get into more details on another show, but I just want to make sure people understand, you know, six is a great number, but what it comes down to is how many eggs do you real, realistically want to start off with? And then it could also, in the reverse engineering of this is what size coop you might be able to build yourself afford or have room for leave room to grow your flock so very important um and i, I also want to i i got i love this too again going back to the whole broody thing i never thought this was possible i've seen where you will take you know the mama hen is sitting on fake you know eggs that are not fertile and you just start counting it down and you somehow you know you can't force the hen to go broody but you got to time it right where then you have day old baby chicks you go out there at night you know and, you, and day 21 day 22 you go and remove the non-fertile eggs underneath her maybe leave a couple so she thinks they're still gonna some are gonna hatch and then you put the babies underneath her and she thinks they hatch but i've even seen you do it with a mama hen with a baby turkey and a baby duck same exact thing right 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 so it's just that easy it's just that easy guys so we'll talk more about that but let's let's get right into the things that i know a lot of people are wondering what breed should i get now i want a, a quick disclaimer i you and i are not getting paid to I'm, I'm gonna plug i guess if you will i'm just i want to talk about our experiences in general um none of this is rehearsed i don't know if you guys realize again we're live right now and we're just talking like normal chicken people and i want to jump right into probably the most popular company to get baby chicks so the first thing i want everyone to know is you can actually order baby chicks through the mail or you can go, especially right now, to your local agricultural store and all you're going to hear is chirping as soon as you walk into that door <laughs> and you can pick out different baby chicks. So I wanted to mention a two hatcheries that I like a lot. And there's other ones like Ideal and I, I, I feel bad if I'm forgetting some. I've never had a bad experience with a hatchery. I can just tell you that Murray McMurray has been a great place. And talking about the hatcheries, we're probably a little bit behind schedule because believe it or not these they sell out so fast where you might still be able to put in an order i i haven't looked in a long time to see oh look at there's one of all oh, there's one of my favorites right there the french black catamaran um so just a great place to shop for baby chicks great customer service and then i gotta give a shout out that I love well Patry. And the reason I love them, also also great customer service. Let me see if I can bring them up. Let's do a quick little, okay, what kind of chicks are we gonna get? Layer type, all right? Cause we're talking about hens that are gonna lay eggs. We might touch on meat birds today. Apparently Nan was telling me today, we're getting so many questions about meat birds. Um, click on common breeds. I can tell you my number one favorite breed and I try to stick to it. I know this is always my go-to, but every now I'm like, oh, my French Capamaran. I do love the French Capamaran as well. I can tell you. Well, you have that French last name. So. Yeah, I might be a little biased. Yeah. I, I can tell you I have ordered, I don't know how many silver lace coachins from Welp. And I believe, I that. what's that? Those were, the, those were so beautiful that year we ordered from them. Yeah, where well, we got like a thousand. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, and I ordered them a couple times more. And here's the thing. Yes, they're beautiful. And if you're not familiar with what cochins are, they're booted, meaning they have feathers on their feet. And I just, I've never seen chickens as booted as they were. I mean, they look like snowshoes on these silver lace coaches. I've never seen that developed in any other in other silver lace coachings from any other hatchery other than whelp. So anyways, guys, if you are thinking about getting baby chicks, this is just one great option. But again, we you're right now you probably could go on and order some, but you might be waiting. The best time Let's to order see. baby chicks. Go ahead. Does it have somewhere on there for availability? What's available now? Um, I was going to dive into that. And I didn't want to look really dumb, but let, let's pretend. Let's yeah. pretend. Okay, we're going to go all baby chicks and I you know, the black copper moron is one I I did want to say that one of the big, when you say what breeds should I pick, if you're thinking about this today, um, really you're just going to go with availability. Mm -hmm. I mean, that really could determine what breeds. And I say availability and variety is important. And from there, uh, it's... It, you almost can't go wrong. I mean, there are so many breeds to choose from, and I wouldn't put too much weight on what they, the write-up that they have about which ones are noisy or friendly or, I mean, just generally speaking, there are some nuances there, but. Um... Well, okay, so let's jump right into that because that's a question we get a lot. Do we have to get all the same breed? Um, and or what breed should I get? And the one thing I wanted to mention that I do like about Murray McBurry is their, I'm, I'm assuming they still do it, their free, oh, it's right here, their free catalog is great reading material. But you will see in there that they give that generalization to that breed. I, I mean, Kristen, I hope you agree with me that it's a lot like getting a dog. You know, you can kind of get a gist of maybe the general personality, but a lot of it's going to have how you raise them, um, pain, you know, taking time with them is going to, they're going to come to you more. You know, they will learn that you are what provides the food source. Um, so, you know, let, let's talk a little yeah. bit more in depth. You know, we're going to, let's scroll through some of these breeds here. And, you know, the, the other thing that, you will guarantee with chicken math, at least I know this is what happened to me, is I did love starting off with just beautiful hens, doing a variety, get a one or two of each. But then my next favorite thing that happened was, you know, it's like that fruit basket. The different colored eggs are incredible. So that's another thing to check out. And there are some breeds that I have gotten in the past only because of the egg. Not, not that they're very, I mean, okay, here's where, <laughs> I forgot about this, here where Chris and I disagree. Kristen, what is your favorite chicken? <laughs> I can't believe you asked me once recently to put right down, rank my top 100 favorite breeds. No, it wasn't order. 100. I wouldn't torture you that much. It was top 25. I think it was. Oh, okay, it wasn't. Okay, sorry. I'm still working on it. But if I were to choose one breed, and I could only have one breed, that it's not necessarily my favorite, but it it would be the Easter egg or Americana. I mean, yeah. that's Easter egg or Americana. It has really has two different names. It, it really does. Breed. It really does. You know, and I always do tell people, get at least one Americana. Let's see if we can go in here and do a search real quick. Um, and why would you like Americanas? 
there's uh, several reasons. They come in different colors. Um, you can actually have three Americanas and they look completely different. Uh, the, the egg color, of course, is number one. And I think they have a, a really friendly appearance because they don't have the large red comb. And some people associate that large red comb with a mean rooster. So mm. uh, it just, uh, and, and they're bearded. That also makes them look like they have a like a fat, fluffy face. I also like their dark legs. Um, I just think they're lovely. I mean, to have a, a what? What are you talking? These are all about? the I mean, things. Are that, these are the things that cross me out. What? <laughs> you don't like a fluffy face? Oh no, I like fluffy. Feet, fluffy butts, fluffy bodies, but yeah, the tufts are around their ears. You know, that's a great sign. You, you know, you got an Americana. They drive me nuts. Okay. Salmon Falveros drive me crazy. Um, but here's the wow. thing. Get what, you know, th that's the beauty of chickens. There's so many different breeds. You get to pick out your favorites. And then the dark legs. I don't know. They just. Oh, I love those. They come in like steel gray and olive and. They're just so cool. Right. Now, here's the best part about Americanas and or I love the Olive Eggers is the colored eggs mm. are incredible. And I love that 70s avocado green color. Those eggs are beautiful. We'll see if we can bring them up. Um, so if you're picking out chickens, yeah, I would agree. It's always good to have at least one or two Americanas for that egg bowl display on your dining room table. Um, yeah. So... so if we could, let me just give you an example. If I were going to set somebody up with chickens, um, you know, I had a friend contact me, Lindsay contacted me yesterday mm -hmm. and said, I'm getting back in chickens. What do I do? And I quickly went to every farm store I know or chicken dealer in the area, got their list of availability, and we picked out the starter flock. And this is the starter flock that I would recommend to people. I would pick out like one good egg layer like a Rhode Island Red or a Sex Link. And those Sex Links, they have a lot of different names. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would pick out an Easter Egger or an Olive Egger for that egg color. Um, I would pick out one that's just fun. I mean, that's just a, a, a freebie, like a Polish or a Frizzle, something that's fun because she does have kids and it's just it's just fun. And then a broody breed, like a Cochin or a Bantam. And then maybe one for feather color. Like if you really like the Wyandots or um, the Orpingtons or the, you know, just the barred feather mm -hmm. pattern. Um, just anything that really just look that looks good to you. So right, that's so what I would do to start out with. I definitely want people to understand that, you know, especially with Cochins, there are so many different colors for Cochins. And it's like, you know, a lot of us are very familiar with, uh, you know, Labradors. You got your Chocolate Lab, Golden Lab, Black Lab. Same thing with your Cochins. You know, your Blue Cochin, uh, well, this is the Bantam, but just look at that. I mean, it is gorgeous. I know. Those were at the Pittsburgh Farm Store today. <laughs> Shout out to the Pittsburgh Farm Store. Love that store. Um, great, great lady out there. Just Save it, me one. Look at, look at, and then another one of my favorites, just absolutely gorgeous, the blue laced red wine dot. I mean, they are just beautiful, beautiful chickens. Um, but again, you know, I want people to take away from this is get what you 
like, what you want to look at. And I think Kristen makes a good point. You know, I think a lot of chickens lay, most chickens lay really well as long as you got the right setup. But yeah, there are breeds just designed to pump out eggs. You know, right. your, your sex links, your Rhode Islands, your comets, which are probably the same as a sex link. Now, yeah. um, and then of course you got your go-tos. You know, people are like, well, what's a good chicken for beginners? And I want to honestly tell people for the most part, you can get away with most breeds as beginners. There are a couple. I find it easier. There's a couple. Oh, look at They got a category just for feather-footed. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Go, Murray McMurray. Those. Huh? <laughs> I need some more of those. Anyways. Oh, you know what? I want to. I do want to do a search for one more. I forgot about one. We have had some customers get some. There is another breed that is rare. I absolutely love it. But anyways, so what breeds of hens would you say to stay away from and why? Um, I know this is a tough question for you. It's easy for me. Maybe I should answer it. I, I know. I mean, leghorns can be flighty and less friendly. Uh, they they are bred for egg production because they do have they have a they have a slender body they take less feed to produce eggs, but they're just not the dual dual purpose friendly backyard breed. Um, and I there there are exceptions. There's always exceptions. Chickens break rules all the time. I once had a brown leghorn that was pretty friendly. Her name was Maverna. Absolutely. I mean, people say all the time, oh, Rhode Island Reds are so friendly. Some of my meanest were Rhode Island Reds. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're a lot like people. Uh, so she's not going to say it. I'll just say it because here's a guy. It's so funny how her and I. The, the Lake and Velders. Lake and I'm glad we agree on that. My God. You that, want to talk or, about that? Could have been a bad batch. No, <laughs> I'm telling you, they there's something about Lake and Velders. If you guys have Lake and Velders out there and you disagree, please tell us because I want to know. We had an experience with Lake and Velders, and I, you would swore they'd never seen a human in their life. They were, you talk about flighty. Oof. Yeah, it was nuts. Was like, insane. you thought when you walked into that run, they just started freaking out that they were going to break their necks flying into yeah. the screen. And that is not normal. And it literally broke our hearts to tell the customer yeah. who was so proud of these Lake and Velders, they were just not a good fit in this situation. Um, so okay, right here. That 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 brings you to a, another good point, and that is a lot of these chickens. You you read what their personality is going to be, but more important than that is how you raise them, or the time you spend with them, or you know, if you have fifty chickens and you get another two chickens, you're not going to have that level of intimacy with that chicken that chicken's not going to recognize you you just can't spend as much time with those chickens whereas if you only have a flock of six you those chickens are going to know you and if you hand raise them as chicks they're going to be really pet friendly yeah they absolutely so they really are um so i wanted to mention so right there is the silver lace coach and i just love this breed i i do find myself as a very gray person as non would say i love black and white um, I'm just not a very black and white person, apparently. But I mean, here's just some great breeds. So you got your silver lace coaching, and you got your silver lace wine dot. And I, I am not a huge fan of bantams. I know you absolutely love them, and I know they serve a purpose. But I've seen you have several bantams, like the Seabright. Just they are beautiful, and 
you know, when they're strutting their stuff, oh my gosh, it is so funny. Especially if the Bantam happens to take in charge of the pecking order. Um, you know, there's oh, one... We need to get Ingrid on here. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it is 1240. We, believe it or not, it's already 40 minutes in, and I feel like we haven't really gotten into yeah. it. Like, we're not really answering the questions. We're just getting so amused I by the, the different chickens. Um, so, in general, guys, don't get hung up on the different breeds. Get what you like. What I can say is... I warn people when it comes to silkies, and I can't stand them because they are so difficult to keep. And quite honestly, if you're going to get silkies, only get silkies. I don't know, Kristen, if you disagree with me. but I disagree. You... I disagree. You're nuts. I, I, I disagree. Uh, I I mean, we have in North Carolina, we have a moderate climate. Silkies have been absolutely fine. And I've had two different experiences with silkies. One was a show silky, which had no brains. I mean, absolutely wonderful head fluff, but no brain in there. But my hatchery silkies have had very good chicken instincts. And they went up the ladder. They roosted with their sisters. They foraged. They, you know, they, they were just absolutely normal chickens so it, it kind of it, that's right. my experience silkies are a pain in the butt and i feel bad picking on because i know i have customers that they love their silkies and i don't mean to upset them but here, here's the thing silkies just yeah, they, they just don't have those instincts that you expect in chickens so that things go smoothly their wings are pointless because they really have no flight feathers <laughs> so they don't hop up on the roost bar so i always think of that meme i wish i could bring it up they right do. now they can they can Anyways, quick shout out. If all their sisters are, you know, that's if there's one silky in a flock, you know, they're gonna tag along and do what the, their sisters do. I don't know. All right, I don't want to confuse people. I can just tell you, silkies are difficult. They are very difficult. And after that, the Polish and I love the Polish because they got that big top hat and they're just absolutely beautiful. But yeah. those ones, I've seen them run into a tree and then sit down and wait for the tree to move. All right. I also wanted to kind of give a quick shout out. Again, we're not getting paid to do this. I just wanted to share some experience. Um, I don't remember years ago, someone brought to my attention Green Fire Farms. And they are, I really want to go visit them. And now I wish I would have that all that time that we spent in Florida. They have, they're going to be very expensive. But they pride themselves on just a true bloodline, whatever that means. Um, and... They were really known for a breed that I absolutely love, and they're becoming more and more popular. And I want to make sure I say it right. It's the Samanis, right? Mm -hmm. Am I saying it right? The all-black hen. Like, the bones are black. The meat is black. Look, they got so many breeds right now that you'll never see really anywhere else. And I just wanted to bring this also to everyone's attention. But the, the Samani... Lavender Wyandotte, beautiful. Um, oh, my God, they got so many breeds right now. So, And Samani was, began with a C. Is it, what was, I really I want to share. it starts with an A. It's Amon Samani. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I just, I always go Samani. It's just easier to say that. But we definitely would have and seen there them. there are a lot of, a lot more breeders offering mm -hmm. that now and uh backyard enthusiasts so the price has come down on those quite a bit oh yeah I even when have I, a couple yeah when i say expensive from green fire farms and i'm not taking anything away from them i mean god people are going to tell us oh, matt look how expensive you are you pay for what you get and but you can get really 
perfect baby chicks for three, four dollars. I know that price is going up, but these ones were, you know, anywhere from a hundred to four hundred dollars. And well, uh, you're gonna like this, but I would rather spend my money on a good coop and get uh, regular chickens. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But just wanted to kind of get both ends of the spectrum. Just a great uh, hatchery. I do want to go visit him because they're just they're very unique you know they, they i want to say like us you know we're very unique we we really stay true to our beliefs and things and um i haven't been on their website in a while but um definitely worth checking them out so all right we're at 12:44 already i can't believe this and i want to dive right into youtube chicken police coming up here i think ingrid's in the green room and i have not checked any of the questions comments Kristen, i, I don't know how you feel but i feel like we could continue on with this conversation especially answering some questions let's just see how it goes i know you're making sure i stay within an hour um so that we have more stuff to talk about next week but god we got all kinds of stuff to talk about you know and i wanted to get into okay so let's say you're not going to order your baby chicks we're going to go to a local ag market store what do we need to know when walking in there do i need them vaccinated do i not what does pullets mean are they really going to be sacks you know why are some breeds not sacks you know and then the other thing too is i wanted to mention one of my other favorite breeds is the jubilee orpington you just don't see them very often right yeah, I, well, that's one of my favorite feather patterns right now is the spots. There's Ingrid in the... Hi, Ingrid. In the... Um, Hi. In the... Uh, I have my microphone on now? You You do much better. All right, I got to figure out these sizes and screens. I thought I was getting better at this. Yeah. All right, so 1245, we're not doing too bad, right, Ingrid? No, you're good. You're good. Did we... Ingrid called don't make, me... Don't make me giant. Don't make what? me giant on the screen. Oh, no, I, w I won't. No, we'll, we'll keep you right there. We okay. got YouTube Chicken Police. Um, I love this part of the show because this is where we get to talk about um, people talking about us, right? Right. All right. So did everything sound good? Talking about... It did. There's and so much... I was much answering questions because there was questions that weren't related to what you were talking about. So I hope I was helping people with their questions. Um that were just like random questions thank you thank you for doing that guys thank you for out there for listening no. we're up to 45 viewers we're doing better and i do want to mention something and i haven't talked to Kristen about this or you um we are getting people requesting hold on i i, I bumped my screen we got to make it look good there now we're back to being looking professional um they're upset that they can't catch the live show now granted yes this is going to get uploaded people can watch it later but i love that they love the live element part of it so if you guys got, you know, suggestions, when would be a good time? You know, I know we weren't a fan doing it on the weekends, but there's a lot of people available to listen on the weekends. Or maybe we do it. People are coming home at night. Not sure, but something we got to talk about. Um, YouTube Chicken Police, fire away. Can I, can I just say something first while you Always. guys are talking? I had so many things. Um, I know there was a problem about people... Um, mail ordering chicks for a while because the mail was kind of screwed up mm. and they put like a moratorium they put like a stop on mailing chicks um, <clears throat> I don't know if that has resolved I also want to say that I loved Kristen's starter flock that was perfect that was pretty much my starter flock um, but the other thing was that um, check your local um, there's people that breed chickens locally mm -hmm. too. Yeah, it's a great point. So right. if there's your, I, I know when I had a broody and I'm one of those people that are, um, 
probably the opposite of Kristen. I really think about what I want, and I don't act impulsively with my chickens. Not that it's a bad thing. I am in the I'm in the minority. I don't, I don't go and get like 27 chickens at Tractor Supply. Like I really, hard look at her mouth. <laughs> no? Is this a, is this a cat fight? I, I, no, I, 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 Kristen's like, Kristen oh, poor, is like, Kristen everybody. is mortified right now. Don't, she... No, no, okay. No, Let I'm going to go to Tractor because... Supply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting mean, hot Kristen in here. Loves, she loves like her chickens. And if she'll be like, ooh, chicken, ooh, chicken, you know, she's, and that's how most people are. And I'm the opposite of that. I'm like super thought out. I bought my coop, remember, like months before. I got chickens. The you way know, you I, should do it. Right. And um don't be like Kristen. So so I didn't huh? I did no no no. So I didn't want to get I didn't want to get roosters when I had a broody. So I did the live chick thing is what my point was. So and and, and a lot of people um love to see them hatch and stuff, but I did live I slipped live chicks under my broody. And I wanted certain breeds, so I went to a local person that could get me those breeds. And I think that was what my point was, is that you can go and find particular things that you want instead of, you know, just, you know, buying a, a batch at agri-supply or tractor supply or some kind of agricultural store um, and just hoping that whoever picked up that chick from the leggerns put them in the right <laughs> oh. in the right bin. Oh, yeah, you know, you're right. People pick up the baby chicks and then they put them in a different bin and you don't, you know, because they, they say that the, the ongoing meme is that, like, buying chicks from tractor supply is like life's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get because <laughs> they get mixed up in the different bins. Well, so, uh, yeah, so that's a most, great point. Most stores, yeah, most stores do a better job than tractor supply, though. Yeah. Jeez, listen, yes. I don't need a lawsuit from Tractor Supply, but, no, you know, I'm... the the thing that I'm a huge fan of is, you know, you have choices and here's the pros and cons yeah. of different mm -hmm. choices. And we're just speaking from experience. We have no bias, right? We're not getting paid. We're not getting nothing. We're just chicken people no, talking to chicken people. <laughs> and we just want to share with you our experiences. And to that point, that's something I also want to mention is if you're on the fence thinking about getting chickens and what my goal in life is, is for those people that are on the fence, but you're hearing the horror stories, you're like, oh, they smell, the roosters are loud, blah, blah. I want to make sure you know the truth because I want you to get into what I feel is one of the best hobbies ever. And, you know, not only are you going to love having your own backyard eggs, you're going to find out how much better they taste. You're going to find out how much healthier they are. And they are so therapeutic, especially when the one goes broody and you're watching the mama hen. I mean, you could hear her talk differently to the baby chicks and you watch her, you know, like, get, get over here. We got some food and they're just all following along. You know, it's just, it, there's so much more to it than I think a lot of people think. So I just want to make sure they share that. So Ingrid, great point. Yeah. Check out, you know, and I don't I, know if they're on Facebook Marketplace, but I know like Craigslist was, was a lot of people specializing in breeds. Different Facebook groups too. If you check your local Facebook for like chicken groups in, in your area. Um, and um, I didn't think I wanted a broody and I loved being able to have those little baby hens. And quite frankly, now I am getting a little bit like Kristen because I'm just like, all right, throw another one in there, throw another one in there. So, <laughs> so I started out really, um, you know, trying to be very controlled about it, and it it just gets to you because chickens are amazing, and and well, I love them all. And when angry, you were, when you're going, angry, you know, phantoms don't count. So, right, that's what I feel Especially like. So free ones, yeah. 
Exactly. So uh, okay, I have okay. eight chickens, even though there's ten. But All anyway. Right. All right. We should definitely do another conversation because I would love to talk more about this because this is the first conversation we should have because this is how you know what size coop should we get. And then we start diving in what coop we should get. Now, I, I see a lot of these comments coming in, guys, out there. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for watching. Thank you for leaving comments down below. Um, I do want to make sure uh, I address a couple of these real quick. And then we're going to get into chicken police. But um, I am a huge fan of snakes. So I hope I didn't say anything. You know, I'm never a fan of disposing of a snake. I know that's what most of us do. Even your venomous snakes, they all serve a purpose. The yes. it's, it's so important to have the right ecology. But it's about prevention. Don't give snakes a reason to live near where you are. Okay? It's just that simple. Um, so I just saw Natalie. She said all snakes are good snakes. Absolutely they are. Um, all right. So, Inger, I think you probably have been doing a good job. Maybe I'll go through. I'm going to try to do that fast thing where I can go through and answer a lot of these comments. Awesome. Thank, guys, okay. thank you so much for being here. Okay. Let's dive into it. Okay. It's already hot in here. So. <laughs> and no, we can't okay, so Ingrid. is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay, all right. They got to see me before. I mean, you can see me if you yeah. if you put me up small. I don't care. Just don't. I'm screwing it up. Right. All right. So. I'm getting better at this. So uh, somebody on the Santa Fe coop that you did with Bethany, mm -hmm. um, they said 50 minute video title called Deep Litter Method, and yet most of it is a tour of the damn coop. <laughs> Well, I think you're going to have to answer that because you did the video editing. I don't, and, and the title, I don't agree with that because we got into the, the deep litter about seven minutes in. But it was a tour of a beautiful coop, mm. and that's what people love. So was our title a little misleading? Is that what that person's saying? I don't know. All I right. mean, I apologize. What are you going to do? All right. That, that one doesn't got me riled okay. up that much. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> We're just, I'm just warming you up, Max. You got some big ones coming. <laughs> I think that's more of uh, commenting about your, your titling, which is difficult. It's not easy. We have meetings uh, talking about what we should title the, the videos. Uh, Anyways, my okay. favorite title was Part 3 Custom Metal Bending or something like that. <laughs> Matt made me do that video, by the way, because he thought it was fascinating. And apparently he was the only one. <laughs> I was like, I would never click on that. No, who would? Never, ever. <laughs> okay, so somebody said something about the. Um, all right, so the. the bye bye. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> all right, it's me and you, Kristen. Wait, no, Matt, I'm all ready to it. get you annoyed. I, well, I think mm -hmm. we did already, but um, uh, <laughs> the somebody um, commented on the one in Virginia, the duck dipper, um, coop. Mm -hmm. the first, the big. Okay. Somebody's going to slice their head off, heads on those duck lift doors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what they said. Uh, no. <laughs> I saw right. that comment. You know, and I think you, I, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, again, yeah, that is textbook YouTube chicken police. And, again, I appreciate mm -hmm. you guys out there. Um, you know, he, here's the comment to that. I want everyone to know. And we talk about this with every single coop we sell. The, the advantages to metal, we already talked about in the beginning, you know, answering about the TSR with McKenzie. Uh, metal is a phenomenal product. It's, in my opinion, a must to keep the hens cool and to make it safer when you're capturing rainwater. Now, what cuts you when it comes to metal isn't always the edge of the metal. It's the burr 
left on the edge of the metal. Now I'm not saying you if if you don't you know if you go running 100 miles an hour head first into the edge of the metal roof, yeah, you're going to get a gash. But I can tell you it's not nearly as sharp as you may think. All right? It's when you're cutting it and if there's a burr left, that thing can be razor sharp. And to that point, we make sure we take the extra measures to trim off the corners. I I I forget to point that out in the videos. Uh, but more importantly, it is something we're always looking at and we have experimented. We've taken the edge of the metal, we've dipped it in plastic dip over and over. Wouldn't work. The best solution we have found, and we have done that in some situations, where we take, it's called uh, vehicle trim, door trim, I think it's called, something like that. You can get it at any automotive store. And you can apply it to the edges of the metal roofing. Problem is, when it rains, it traps it and it falls off so i can tell you got knock on wood uh we've never had anyone cut themselves open on that metal roofing is it a potential absolutely but it's not nearly as sharp as you think i have always said the advantage to having metal um way outweighs the the risks and we do make sure especially when we cut metal we go through we file it it's the worst sound in the world and we file it the correct way a lot of times i see people filing metal to get rid of the burrs and they have no clue what they're doing uh, but anyways, all right, so hopefully that addresses that. Right. Um, so this is an interesting comment, and I think it's something to talk about, too. They, they said that um, we do nice work, um, that it looked too good for their chickens, but they, they, they built a nest box with, with hinges on the floor so they can pop the latch, and the floor will sing, swing down, and the shavings fall out. Well, I, I know there's a lot of things <laughs> that we could comment on that, but I think I think we have to address why you shouldn't really. And then there was another question about this as well on on YouTube about why you really don't have to clean shouldn't have to clean out your nest box. Thank and, you. Or why your eggs are getting dirty. Thank you. If you're why that's another question someone had. Like you talked about, you know, you shouldn't have dirty eggs. And if it happens, what does that mean? Exactly. All right, so let me make sure I hear this correctly. So they built an egg hutch, and the floor drops down like a trap door. Right. Mm-hmm. Why? You don't need that. Here, here's the thing, folks. Like Ingrid mentions, and I say this a lot in my videos, if you, honestly, if you are cleaning your hen house out, for example, more than once a year, you're working harder than you have to. If you are using, if you're having to clean your eggs something in the design is not correct now i'm not saying that we haven't had in our chicken coops where the the eggs get dirty um there are things we have to keep in mind to prevent things like that especially when it comes to the conversation of introducing your chickens into your hen house so for example you introduce them too young and you have this opening to your egg hutch but you forget to close it off the chickens start to learn to go in there and then if you got them over cramped in there and there's too many and they start fighting, then you get one hiding down there and defecating at night in the egg hutch. So it becomes a mess. So there's a lot to it, not just in the design, but how we introduce the hens into the hen house to make sure the eggs are not getting defecated on. Now, DIY chicken coops, I see this all the time. We used to do it in the beginning. Um, your egg boxes are underneath your roost bars. And a lot of times that's a, a cause because that, that comes from, there's a lot to think about when you're designing a perfect chicken coop. And there is a domino effect. So you, that's why it's so nice to bump that egg hutch out. Yes, it's more work. Yes, it's more expensive. But that's the spot you're going to go to every single day to go get your egg. So it's well worth it. Pine shavings, 
Now, Kristen, what, talk to me. What's When it comes to nesting material, and you often talk about this, and I love how you put it, talk to us about the nesting material, what we should be using and why. I used to use pine shavings, but once I started using hay, it it was just beautiful to encourage their instincts. I mean, they they make a beautiful nest and the eggs just get nestled in there. And it's just, it, it ties everything together. Um, it, it, it's wonderful. Right. Encourage their you instincts. You can use I'll fine shavings. Yeah, right. Yeah, encourage their instincts. Yeah, I mean, you can use anything. I'll never forget when I had a chicken lay an egg in a nest box. I just got done building on the table saw in my old shop in the <laughs> yeah. very beginning days in Durham, North Carolina. And I, I just, I, I came back from lunch. I saw her hop out and run out the door. I said, no, sure enough, there was an egg in there. Um, but encourage their instincts. Always think about what do chickens do in nature? And hay, I love hay. Uh, we do have a secret product, hopefully coming up soon. I got to get back to New York and see how it's going. Uh, another product we've discovered that chickens absolutely love to use for nesting. We had another customer that actually sent us a picture where they were building the coop that had a that laid an egg in the nest box as they <laughs> building the nest box. It hadn't even been attached yet. It was um so that's happened to other people as well. All right, hold on real quick. I don't want to interrupt you. I got to make sure someone doesn't get forgotten here. Uh, if you guys are reading the comments down below here, Mr. Jerry Dubois. Yeah, I'm sure you guessed it. And that's me in the middle. My God, Dad, you got to change that profile pic. That is my dad. He is like a little kid. <laughs> He's getting his baby chicks, I think April. And he is, he can't leave things alone. He went out playing with his auto chicken door. So now he's had to read the manual. We got to get that right. But he says, hay or straw. So let's talk about that real quick because a lot of people don't know the difference. And, I, and I'm glad, Kristen, you said hay. Uh, why hay and maybe not straw? Not saying you can't use straw. Okay. But talk to us real quick a little bit about that. Um, straw is hollow and it can harbor bacteria or other other unfriendly, unbeneficial microorganisms. Right, exactly. Um, I remember maybe. Uh, I've had people tell me well, that's a great place for mites to hide. That is yeah. true, but mites can hide pretty much anywhere. I just think hay because it's flat. You know, it's a little bit softer. It just makes a great nesting material. Can you get away with straw? Absolutely. But um, So when we say hay, we mean it. We're not talking about straw. So my dad just mentioned that. I got to make sure I uh, acknowledge that. So... Good question, Dad. I know he's, uh, you don't want to make the mistake that I see so many people make. And we almost should have put this on the bale of hemp. Don't use this in your nesting material. Use this for your bedding material inside your hen house. It's not a good idea to use the industrial hemp, the stuff right here. Okay. And I just want to point that out. Look how nice and clean and beautiful that stuff is. Um, don't use that in your nest box. It's just, it's not, it, it makes a mess. Go ahead. Are you ready for me again? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. One oh three. All right. So we're past. We're past our hour. Do we have any more comments? Any more things that we can? The only yeah. The only thing somebody um, had said was that like the the coop that we did in. And well, you guys did in Calistoga. They said, you know, that's for the humans, not for the damn. That's for the damn humans, not for the chickens. You know, and that reminds it me. Does. Yesterday, wait, what? That's what I said. <laughs> I said, why can't it be for both? <laughs> That was my that was my reply. <laughs> yeah, you know, we need to have an official answer for the people that do say, um, well, it's going to take 
20 years before you'll you get your money back and your eggs and this and that and i hate that people look at it that way all right it's not just about getting eggs and what's your roi and trust me i i I live roi owning a business okay you can't put a price tag on your health care all right you know we really need to start talking about what we're eating where it's coming from and then when again when you take the world of chickens all right out of everything when it comes to farming and what's very doable for anyone that's homesteading to your backyard when you start off with chickens and you really analyze every part of it there are so many benefits so you just how can you put a price tag on that they're extremely therapeutic yes it's hard for me to even do work sometimes i just want to go out and hang out with my chickens (laughs) that is so true that is so true (laughs) Uh, it brings us outdoors it really does, you know. And I just wanted to kind of go over some comments real, real quick. Uh, yeah. Ingrid, stay, stay yeah. with us. Um, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go up the ladder here real quick. Um, okay. So Mary Why says so much. The background. What's that? Oh yeah. So we're all done with chicken. Please, I can do the yeah, comments yeah. now. Your green screen's probably gonna pop. Oh no, I crushed it. Oh, yes. Oh, I got it. All right. Um, can you guys see this back here? All right. So we have so right here. Um, it's so much more than eggs. Yeah, you are correct. So much more than eggs. And this is what, this has almost kind of become our life's mission is, yeah, I'm in the business to sell chicken coops, but there's a reason why we got into this in the first place. And God knows I have learned so much more that is a huge benefit, especially when I became a father. Um, and knowing how chickens changed my life when I was a kid, you know, I was a horrible student, hated school. And when I had the worst teacher in the world, Speaking of teacher, before we leave, make sure, Ingrid, I didn't tell you the great news. Make sure I let everyone know, hopefully next week. Um, um, yeah, d- 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 there's just so much great stuff about chickens and, and eggs. Um, I picked up some material from Amazon. It's like rules, moth, all right, let me read it down here. Fiber straw on a piece of paper attached to a piece of paper, and all I do is pull the paper off, stick it in the nest box, and from the nest. Yeah, and they absolutely love that's it. Like so, the, that's the bedding mats. Absolutely. And we're yeah. actually looking into selling our own nesting mats. We're perfecting a couple things um, where it's out of hemp. You know, get that out there. All right. And then Mackenzie, I, she does say this. Hay is for eating. <laughs> straw is for, or no. Hay is for heating, straw is for eating. That's what my grandpa always told me. Um, how long can the roost bar be before the weight of the chickens become a problem? I like that question. Um, it all depends on the species of lumber you're using, okay? The direction of the roost bar that you put it in, but I can tell you for ours because one, we're using out of dug fur, which is a very strong wood. And the average hen, you know, if we stick with standard to, we'll throw in some large breed. What would you say? 10, 12 pounds? You know, they can get kind of heavy. No, not that heavy. Bigger? No, I'm, that's heavy. No, they're usually yeah. like six pounds, eight pounds. Yeah, when you dress them. My God, I got, tur- uh, I mean, the turkeys that we... We're talking hens. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I would almost want to say, let's put them on a scale. I think you'd be surprised they're heavier than that. Uh, but to answer the question, you know, wood also is very flexible. So I, I would say you could, you'd be surprised how well you can load it up. Um, 
So we got to We got to get back to that. All right. So you don't use hemp in the egg hutches question mark. That is correct. Can you? Yes, you don't. The reason is the chickens are going to go cra crazy. They're going to constantly try to rebuild it. And it's just going to collapse. And then with our egg hutches, which I love, I think every egg hutch should be this way. You don't want the roof to lift up. You're going to have a drop down door. Well, one of the disadvantages to that drop down door is you do have a part where it has to be cleared for that door to shut completely. And if those chickens are constantly kicking it out, it's going to drive you nuts. Aspen shavings for nest box has been working well for me. Yeah, not saying it won't. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just wanna, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. Um, Randy Dake says, I have one. Right, you wanna come say hi? I don't have any oh, I don't care if you don't have any internet right now. I, I only have four bars. Okay, go talk to your mother. <laughs> okay, say hi, everyone. Hi. This is my Princess Jetta. <laughs> Um, okay, thank you. Um, okay, uh, da, da, da. I have one chicken that refuses to sleep on the roost bar and sleeps in one box. Ooh, yeah. No, it, it I really. I, I actually have that with the little banty does that, but I just let her because she's so tiny. So why would that happen? What are some reasons that would happen? I think it's there. There's there's a lot of drama at night, and people don't realize this. If you there is a lot of drama. I mean, I got twelve feet of roost bar space but there is so much drama they're getting kicked out um a lot of times my french copper moron gets kicked out and i'll find her in a nest box and i push her back out of the nest box and make her jump up um when the tiny bantam does it sometimes i'll put her back up there um on the roost bar but sometimes it's just that she's so tiny i, I don't even care i'm just like all right fine she's the all size right. of a pigeon so we had so. a customer in chapel hill north carolina she <laughs> I don't know if she came up with it or not, but I'll never forget when she told us her solution to this. She hung curtains inside the hen house. So there was a divider, like a privacy divider you would see in a hospital room, and that did the trick. Let's try it out. Okay, moving on here. Um, we use artificial turf in our nest boxes. My husband calls it grassgat. They seem to love it, and you can just hose it off. It's perfect. Okay, so yeah, great, great, another option. And why not experiment? I mean, they're really, I don't know. You you can pretty much use anything. How high should my yard fence be in order to keep my hens in the yard when free-ranging? Great question. What would you say to that, Kristen? It's not the height that's the most important. It's the profile. Oh, wait a minute. Go, what do you mean it's the profile? Chickens will fly up and land on something. And so if you have a fence that has a, a flat board on top, sometimes they're built that way because it looks nice. Um, that's going to encourage them to fly up and land. Whereas if you have a, a gothic post picket fence, mm -hmm. that's going to be, you can have a shorter fence because that the top of that is not friendly for them to go up and land on. And they typically don't have sustained flight to fly over a fence. Yes, they can, but more importantly than the height of the fence, I believe is, is what the top of the fence looks like. Yeah. And I can see that, you know, I often tell people, you know, if you have a four foot fence and you have hands that have their flight feathers, they're going to get over it. Uh, if you clip their wings, you can solve that problem. A six-foot fence, most of your larger breeds, I think, are going to have trouble. You know, we're feeding them well. They're fat and happy. But I've had a couple, I want to say it was my Japanese my Japanese blacktail bantam. 
she would get up in the trusses in one of my barns. And I'm like, how in the world does she get up there? But that's a great point. They got a good landing surface. So um, something definitely to think about. And I would say if you're having difficulty keeping your chickens in a fenced-in area, I know some people disagree with me, but clipping their feathers can be the, a great solution. The disadvantage is daytime predators like hawks, they may have a harder time getting away from the hawks. Um, okay, so gray, uh, grass hay is awesome for nesting material. I fluff the hay in their nest box each morning and night. Yeah, so it's hay. Um, I use straw. Eggs are clean. The girls like it. All right, so I think we addressed this. Um, is Matt getting ducks? Inquiring minds want to know. Me, Matt? <laughs> um, I can't keep ducks for the life of me. They always leave. Um, but we do have a lot of customers with ducks and duck dippers. And look what came. Look what came. Um, it came the next day. If you guys catched our show last week, we had, uh, oh gosh, oh, look yeah. at that green screen effects there. Uh, this is a great book. I want to say I am so jealous. It is my life's mission, and I don't like to read, I'll be honest with you. But I, ha I have a, a reason because of my visual snow. However, I want to write a book on chicken coop building. What do we think? Ingrid, does that sound like a great idea? You can I do think that would be a fantastic idea. All right, well, we should do that one day. I've always told Chris, and I was like, we should do that. And then I know she's the grammar person that's always correcting me. Anyways, all right. Um, all right, so it's it's one it's one twelve. We're gonna cut this off, guys. Thank you so much. I do want to make a couple of quick announcements. I uh, and I did tell Kristen a little bit, but Ingrid, I don't know if I told you. I am gonna have a guest speaker on soon we're going to try to do it live his schedule is kind of tight he is the smartest man i have ever met and if my father's watching right now he's like oh well i didn't agree to go on the show <laughs> um <laughs> i <t> i <laughs> had the privilege of having one of the best teachers hands down you know and i think we all can look back there's always that one teacher in our life and i can tell you now at 42 years old I love that we're going to have the ability to bring him on and talk to him. And I can tell you, again, I was not the greatest student. I was horrible. I was a horrible student. This is a guy I could listen to all day, hang on every single word. The man is so smart. He was my science teacher. Uh, he teaches all kinds of different subjects, all the way from it was eighth grade all the way into college. I know Nan actually took, he taught astrology in college, so she purposely changed her major just to go have him as a teacher uh, we're gonna have him on and i know that may not make sense right now but here's what we're gonna do folks i'm gonna have this gentleman on that is just a wealth of knowledge it is just incredible the things this man knows and i believe what he's saying but you know i just i want to do some more investigating we're going to talk about things that um, i'm learning more about number one you know i'm a huge fan of collecting rainwater all right and using that for your chickens but I had people out there saying, oh, my God, that's so toxic because it's collecting the pollutants in the water. Or it's collecting the pollutants in the air, and then that's getting into your water. But I've also learned what's in our city water, you know, which one's worse, which one's better. Uh, so we're going to talk about those things. Also, is PVC really that bad? You know, we make sure we're using PVC for our water bars that are considered food safe. But is that really that bad? Um, all right, Kristen's looking out the window. I think she's probably got to go. I got to go. So hopefully we're going to have him on. I promise it's going to be a huge treat. I want to get into the scientific side of things. Um, there, there's another one, this whole discussion over what's safe, again, with water. Is, is lead-free brass safe 
for using with water because I come to find out it's not 100% lead free. You know, the EPA has their own definition of lead free. So that's what's going to be coming up here very soon. I'm hoping to do it live next Friday or it might have to be a, um, a show that we do recorded and then upload it at this hour. So, Inger, what do you think about that idea? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think it's necessary. I have I some guests that I want to get on to as well. So, yeah. Yeah, just let us know. I know there's that one lady that built a chicken coop, and she wishes she would have just bought it from us, you know. And, yeah, there's a sales pitch to that, but I want people to realize it's it's expensive, especially now that wood costs more than metal. Yeah. Oh, anyways. All right, guys. Um, Kristen, thank you so much. I think we got to do another. It was so fun. Yeah, uh, always. I think uh, we got to do another chicken chat and where more we talk about field trips. Yeah, so we're going to be, okay, so I'm in Wilmington right now, you're up in Raleigh, we leave in a couple days, we're going to be finishing up this custom coop here, and then we're going to be up in Raleigh and hopefully have a very good stream, uh, back together, doing the show, uh, finally get everything dialed in, it's been crazy living on the road here, but hopefully it'll make it a little bit better. All right, Ingrid, thank you so much for your time. Mackenzie, if you're still listening, thank you. And everyone out there, thank you so much for your questions, your comments. And please, if you're not already following us on Instagram, I don't know why I'm hellbent on keep getting those followers up. And if you're not already subscribing to us on the Carolina Coops, right? I think it's called now on YouTube. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All that good stuff. All that fun social media stuff. <laughs> I don't really care about the Facebook anymore. Oh, I think I think Kristen just uh, left. I think she had a, a visitor show up. So goodbye, Kristen. Anyways. Bye, Kristen. <laughs> um, I love Kristen. I want yeah. people to think otherwise. You know that, right? Yeah, she takes her chickens personally. I tell you that, boy. You ruffled her feathers. I know. She's she she's like chicken people. She's what everyone does. They're like they see chicks and they. I'm just. She's the typical chicken person. Yeah. But she has way more knowledge yeah. than any of us. And, and I love how she keeps it very simple. And she comes with so much experience. She actually does. I mean, I think she's hatching baby chicks year-round. It is just nuts. And to see her passion, she loves to help set people up with chickens. And that's how this kind of worked yeah. out now. I mean, we're going on 13 years working together. And that's what she loves to do is help people get set up. And that's why she came to us because she, she said, you know, you guys have by far the best chicken coops out there. I want to promote them. But anyways, all right, so goodbye, Kristen. <laughs> Didn't know she was going to leave like that. Ingrid, thank you so much for your help. Um, and, yeah, guys, we'll, Thank you. We'll see you guys next week, Friday at noon. Have a great weekend.